set your radio dial to magic. This is Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pimita, episode 25. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, hello, my loves. I am your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, I'm so excited to dive into this topic. Puppets are one of my favorite things, and there's so much to talk about with them. But before we do that, let me share just a couple things with you. First of all, don't forget, November 2nd through 4th, I'll be at Ritual Craft in Denver. And January 7th through 11th, we are going to have the Make Magic five-day immersion in Los Angeles. So if you want to find out more about the immersion class, the five-day immersion where you come to me and we do magic, we do Hogwarts uh, in Los Angeles, find out about that on my website at parlorofwonders.com. Click on Instruction and click on Academy of the Magical Arts. And if you want to find out more about Ritual Craft in Denver, go to my website, parlorofwonders.com. You can click on the author page, scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see all my appearances, my public appearances, where I'm going to be doing book signings, including the book signing and class that I'm going to be teaching at Ritual Craft and my reading schedule there. So you can find out about that, get the link to Ritual Craft there and so on. So hope to see you in Denver or in Los Angeles in January. This week's question was sent in by Lee from Elmsford, and Lee asked the following. He said, what are puppets? What are they used for? How are they made? How are they stored? How are they disposed of? Oh, so many great questions and right to the point. And we're going to answer all of them. We're going to answer the question, what are puppets? What are puppets? We are also going to ask and answer the question, what they can be used for. And we're going to find out different materials that you can use to make a puppet and how to use one in your own magical practice. So this is like your Puppet 101 plus, because you're going to learn everything there is to know about puppets. Alrighty, let's just jump right into it. So first of all, what are puppets? Well, all the English people out there, the British people out there know that puppets are another word for dolls. We don't use that word in America so much, but British people use that word doll puppet. What are you doing puppet? What are you doing doll, right? So the word puppet means doll. So It's a doll or an object that represents a person. Now, we think of that in sort of popular culture as a voodoo doll. That's one kind of name for it, although it isn't necessarily associated with the religion of voodoo, but it is uh, what we call a voodoo doll sometimes. Sometimes the other name for it can be a doll baby. A doll baby is more of a hoodoo terminology for it, but puppet is all purpose. It goes across all cultures. It is something that is um, just means doll. So puppet is what I use because it isn't specifically for one path, one religion. So what you what the concept is, I think you know, if you've ever seen a voodoo doll in a movie, you put the pin in the voodoo doll and the person who that voodoo doll represents feels an ache in their 
uh, you know, arm or their head or their stomach, right? Wherever you put the pin. So the concept behind that is what we call sympathetic magic. Sympathetic magic is using something to represent a target. And what you do, for example, to that doll is what you are doing to that target. And Sympathetic magic is probably some of the oldest magic that has been practiced on earth. It is definitely one of the best known. It's in popular culture, like I said, with voodoo doll. And this comes from the idea that if you have something that is connected to someone that you can affect change at a distance, even if you aren't, uh, you know, with them or you're not, you know, bashing them on the head, you can still give them a headache, right? Or you can do something very positive. It's not always about just doing the negative. And in fact, I'm going to talk about all the positive ways that you can use a poppet to do very positive magic, good magic on someone. One of the best forms of sympathetic magic is using a doll. And this practice is found in most cultures all over the world. And the doll represents a person And it can be you or it could be someone else. Although most of the time when we're working on ourselves, we generally work on ourselves and we don't use a doll to represent ourselves. But sometimes you might want to, but more often it's used as uh, doing magic on someone else. Then doing the magic with the doll as your focus results in the magic having that effect on the person who is your target. We call that person your target. There's a book by James Fraser that's called The Golden Bow. And there in that book, The Golden Bow, it talks about something that we've talked about in more recent podcasts, the idea that there's an invisible connection between all things. That web that we talked about in the episodes past, the connecting um, force and so on. So if you have a web connecting all things, then sympathetic magic works through this web. It's a way of, of connecting and doing something through that web energy. To add to the connection, if you want to create a stronger connection, people will add personal items. That's what we call personal concerns and hoodoo, personal items from the person who is being represented by the doll. So if you want to make that connection stronger, you have something that belongs to them. It could be a piece of their hair or fingernail pairing or something that has a DNA connection like that, or it could be something a little less strong, a little less a part of their body, like um, a piece of jewelry or a piece of clothing that has been worn by them, or even a picture of the person. Those are all personal concerns of greater and lesser strength. If you want to know more about personal concerns and which ones are the strong ones and what we use them for, I recommend that you go over to my site, parlorofwonders.com, look at instruction, look at how-to guides, and you'll see that there is a personal concerns how-to guide that talks about what a personal concern is and how you use it. Talks a little bit about doll babies and working with puppets and so how you use those things in puppets. But we're going to talk about that here now. Some of the oldest magical artifacts that we find are dolls, and archaeologists think that they may have been used in sympathetic magic. So we have the Venus of Willendorf, for example, which is a four-inch tall or 11-centimeter tall limestone statuette of a female figure, and they think that that was made around 30,000 BCE. That means it's 32,000 years ago that that statue was made. So that's how long people have been doing sympathetic magic, way before written history, way before, way, way, way before magic was written down or documented. But we find artifacts that 
kind of demonstrate to us that sympathetic magic was being done. If you want to see what the Venus of Willendorf or the Goddess of Willendorf looks like, go ahead to my website and look at the beeswax figural candles, and you'll see that there is a goddess of Willendorf candle. And that candle is modeled after that figurine of the Venus of Willendorf or the goddess of Willendorf. And you'll see that beautiful, beautiful, very stylized figurine. And it's a great, great magical tool, a great talisman for doing magic, for affecting um, abundance and fertility and so on. So when we make a poppet of somebody, what are we using it for? What can we use it for? Can we just only use it to give them a headache? No, there's many, many ways. And as I said before, positive ways that you can use a poppet to affect change or make change through the web, right? So when we use a poppet, most often they are used in situations where you do not have access to the person, either because you are not in contact with that person or they live far away from you. Or you may want to work on that person remotely because you want to do an intensive sort of work that isn't practical in real time. Or you may want to do your work in secret and without hindrances, like maybe they don't know that you're doing magic or they don't believe in magic or they don't want to do the practice, you know, Um, and so you can do it on them secretly. The classic voodoo doll we talked about before from pop culture is where you are cursing someone for illness or physical harm. That's, you know, always that scary movie thing of a voodoo doll, but there are very, very many, many, many ways more that you could be using those dolls and many of them are positive. So how can you use a poppet? Well, you can use it for love magic, for example, to make someone think of you or to make someone fall in love with you. You could do it for success magic to make them more prosperous or have more success in some endeavor. Or you can even do that for yourself as well. Uh, you could do protection magic. So um, you could protect somebody, family members, someone you love or care about and protect them when they're far away by using a poppet. Prosperity magic is another beautiful magical working that you can do for that person or that target and have them be very prosperous. You can do magic for fame or for healing. You can do physical healing or mental healing or emotional healing at a distance through a poppet. You could do cleansing magic if they have some kind of negativity around them. You want to cleanse them of attachments that they have or some negative energy around them. You can do that with a poppet. Um, you can do influence magic, meaning you can influence how they think. You know, maybe you have you're going for a job interview and you want the person interviewing you to think of you positively and to pick you for the job. Then that's another kind of poppet magic that you can do influencing someone else. You can go a little stronger and control someone with a poppet. You can control them. You want them to do as you say, or you want them to stop the gossip that they're doing around you, that kind of control and um, domination magic. You could also do magic to increase someone's luck or increase their happiness or increase their power or increase their creativity or opening up their psychic awareness or opening up their opportunities like getting a job or a lucky break. You could do attraction magic to draw people toward you. It doesn't mean necessarily romantic, although there's definitely a romantic attraction magic, but you could do attraction magic for attracting clients or new business or um, bringing in new friends and so on. You could do poppet magic, you know, with reconciliation issues. You want to reconcile with people that you've had a falling out with, whether it's romantic reconciliation or friends or family, neighbors, something like that. You could do it for confidence, belief in yourself, self-love, 
You could do it for healing addictions. If people have an addiction to something, you can work on them spiritually in that way. So there's a lot of positive magic, not just the negative magic that we see in the movies. Now, how are puppets made? Well, that also has a load of different ways that you can use a puppet, make a puppet, things that you can make it out of and so on. So for example, you could make a puppet from a store-bought doll. You could buy a doll that's already made and turn it into a puppet. You could take and like that classic voodoo doll, sew a puppet out of cloth. You know, we think of those voodoo dolls in the movies or you sometimes see them in, in gift shops and things like that. They're sewn out of cloth. They're a little cloth stuffed doll. You could do that yourself. And I show a video actually of doing that on my website. So if you go to um, hoodoohowto.com or you go to my website and look under uh, instruction and you look under how-to videos, you'll see there are three videos on making poppets. One of them is a cloth poppet. The next one you might see is a stick poppet, a stick doll, a doll made out of sticks. I have a video for doing that. How do you make a doll out of sticks? And you can, um, we're going to talk about the advantages of these different um, methods of making a doll. You could also make a doll out of a bees, bat of beeswax, modeling beeswax, or um, using a beeswax candle. And I talk about that in another video. You can make a doll out of clay, modeling clay, Fimo, regular clay, where you fire it in an oven, all Play-Doh, anything like that. You can make a doll out of that. You could carve a doll out of wood or of soap, out of soap. If you've ever done that when you were in scouting, you carve things out of soap or soap stone, which is a soft stone that you can carve with a knife. You could carve your doll out of that. You could use um, a candle, like I said before, beeswax candle. And it could be a figural candle that represents the full body, or it could be the figural candle that represents the skull, just working on their mind. So check out my videos at hoodoohowto.com or on YouTube about the cloth poppet, the stick poppet, and the beeswax poppet, and you'll get a lot of visual information on how to make a poppet. So once you've made your poppet, um, how do you work with one? Well, let's talk about those magical principles first. The first and most direct way of working on someone magically is to get something directly on them put something on them and or get something off them, get something from them. The most direct way to work on yourself is to put something on yourself, right? These are the most direct ways, but sometimes we don't have access to those direct ways. And in that, if that's the case, then we might want to choose to work on a poppet instead. When you don't have access to the person, maybe you're estranged or you they live at a distance from you or they don't want to you know have don't believe in magic or they don't want you know they don't want to go through the hassle of working magically then you the next best thing to working on them directly is to work on a substitute for them and do sympathetic magic and that is what a puppet is for now you might want to work on yourself with a puppet because you let's say for example you have some kind of disability that prevents you from doing certain magical work. Let's say you want to do a cleansing bath, but you can't get in and out of a bathtub. So you could use a poppet to represent you and bathe that like you would a baby doll and or apply oil over your whole body. Maybe you can't reach down and touch all parts of your body, but you want to apply oil all over your body. Um, then you can do that on the poppet and have that poppet represent you. Maybe you have an allergy to certain products and you don't want to put those products on you, but you want to use those products. So maybe, you know, a lot of the oils that we have are almond oil based. And if you have an allergic reaction to almonds, you don't want to put those oils on yourself. So you could put on some rubber gloves and apply those oils to the poppet and still get the same effect. 
Um, maybe you are working on someone else and you at the same time, and then you could have a candle representing them and a candle representing you and work on those at the same time. So that's another way you might want to work if you want to work on yourself and reason why you want to work on yourself with a poppet. Or maybe you just like the ritual of working on a poppet. You can focus more. It helps you to focus more. You just like it better. And so that may be a good enough reason for you to be working on a poppet instead of working directly on yourself. So there's some reasons there why you might want to put that, why you might not want to put those oils or those products directly on yourself and you might want to work on a poppet instead. So now what can you do with a poppet? We talked about those sort of positive magic things. Well, how, what do you do? How do you do those positive magic things? Well, Anything that you can do or would want to do with a body, pretty much, you can do to your poppet. So if you were going to cleanse your body, do a cleanse, a cleansing bath, for example, you could do that to a poppet instead of doing it to your own body or doing it to your target's body. You could put oil on the poppet. You could talk to the poppet. You could dress the poppet. You could caress it. You could pray over it. You could focus intense energy on that poppet, holding your hands, laying your hands on it, for example. You could cuddle with that poppet. You can add personal concerns or herbs to that poppet. You could also do negative work with a poppet. And I don't deny that there is negative work that you can do, but it's something that I don't do generally. And so you, your re results may vary. This is stuff that I don't do, but I know there are people that do this. So you could do things like put the poppet in a box, a mirror box, for example, that's negative work to do. You could bury that poppet. That's also negative work that you could do, or you could just simply destroy the poppet if that's the kind of work you want to do. So it does exist out there. It's real. And that's another way that you can work with it. Now, generally what you want to do is uh, you could, you just need to know that what you can do to the poppet is anything you could do to a person, but some, uh, there are some special steps that you should take. First, um, before you are starting to make your poppet, if you are able to, you can add or should add, if you are able to, a personal concern to that poppet. So for example, if you're making a poppet out of cloth, you could stuff it with a piece of hair or a fingernail clipping. Or if you're making a stick poppet, you could make clothing for it out of a scrap of clothing that was worn by your target but wasn't washed. Or you can inscribe the name of your target on the poppet. You could do all of, the, all of these. If you can do all of these, great. If you do some of these, great. But those, these things all tie the poppet to the person, to your target. Then before you start working with the poppet, you need to consecrate and baptize that poppet and connect it to that person. That's indicating who it is supposed to be, who you are connecting to. So to do that, you would take some spiritual oil that is appropriate to your situation. So if you were doing love work, for example, then you would want a love oil for bringing in more loving feelings. Or if you wanted to control someone, you would um, use controlling oil or domination oil if you wanted to have more control over them. So pick an oil, a spiritual oil that is aligned with your objective. What are you working on? Then apply this oil to the poppet, saying something like, you are John Smith and John Smith you shall be. Whatever I do to you, I do to John Smith. That's a very basic blessing, a very big basic baptism that's giving a name to the poppet and connecting it to the person that you're working on. You can apply that oil in an upward motion if you're doing something to bring in something or in a downward motion if you're doing work to clear out something negative, like um, you're doing some cleansing work, for example. 
Now, once you've baptized it and connected it to the person, you can do whatever work you would like to do to it. You can do all of those things, cleanse it, put oil on it, talk to it, dress it, caress it, you know, any of those things, heal it, you know, lay hands on it and so on. Now, most pop work is what we call, or what I like to call ongoing work, meaning you're going to work on it all over time until you get the result. You're not going to do one day of work on a poppet generally and be done with it. This is something that you're going to work on over time until you get your result. And that could be working daily on it or weekly on it or whatever cycle you feel that it needs, the situation needs. So for example, you have a situation where you're working on a love spell on somebody. You could work that poppet daily, for example, until you get that person to come towards you. Or if you were doing cleansing work, you could do a cleanse once a week on a Sunday and just cleanse that poppet every Sunday and you know make that your habit. But you do it until the situation is resolved. If you don't have a special place that you want to put your poppet, that you've planned to put your poppet, then a good general way to take care of your poppet is to wrap it up in a cloth and then put it in a drawer or hide it away someplace. A drawer is a nice handy place to put it. When you're through doing the work on the person, you can ritually dispose of the poppet. So you release the attachment to the person by putting uncrossing oil on it in a downward motion and saying words along the lines something like, the link between you and John Smith is broken. You no longer have any attachment to John Smith, and whatever happens to you has no effect on John Smith. You see, I'm undoing that attachment that we talked about when we were baptizing it. You can then wrap that doll up one last time in your cloth, and then you can leave it at a crossroads or bury it in your backyard or take it somewhere else and bury it. What you don't want to do, there's one sort of caveat here, is you don't want to use that poppet for anyone else once it's been used on one target. You can't reuse a poppet. Once you've used it for one person, it's used up. You can't, you know, unbaptize it and then baptize it as somebody else. You need to start fresh with a new poppet for the new person. Okay? So, as I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of different kinds of poppets. And that being said, some materials are better suited to certain types of work than others. So, for example, if you have a store-bought doll, that has some pluses and minuses. The pluses are that if you don't feel confident in making a doll, you don't have you know great skills in making things, you don't have to make one. You just use that store-bought doll. If the doll is made of plastic or china or ceramic or some other kind of non-absorbent material, you can use liquids on it and cleanse it or bathe it, for example. The drawbacks to that are that you don't get to customize it very much. You don't get to add personal concerns, although you could open up the doll and add the personal concerns, but you may or may not be able to do that. Uh, for example, a ceramic doll might not have a, a place that you can add some personal concerns or customize it. And the way the doll looks might not look very much like your target. It's going to look like uh, Barbie or Ken or whatever doll you get, right? So those are the drawbacks. There's pluses and there's drawbacks. Cloth poppet, one that you sew out of a piece of cloth, just like our classic voodoo doll. It's great for cuddling. That's a definite plus in that area. You can sleep with it. You could stick pins in it if you wanted to. And it's very easy to stuff it with personal concerns, with herbs that work towards your outcome, with curios and charms. And I think another plus is that it looks like a voodoo doll. That's kind of cool, you know? It looks like that magical thing, that magical artifact, that magical tool. Now, the drawbacks to it are that you can't get it wet because it's, you know, a cloth doll, so you can't do any cleansing baths. There's other ways to cleanse with incense and so on, but you can't do any kind of wet work with a cloth doll. And another drawback is also that it looks like a voodoo doll, so people are going to know what you're up to if you're trying to keep your work a secret. 
Um, a stick doll is another kind of doll to make. So they're very easy to make. You don't have to know a lot or have a lot of skill to make one. I show you in the video how to make one. They're incredibly easy to do. Um, you can use um, magical roots or sticks from magical trees. For example, in the ex example that I show on my video, I use American mandrake root, which is also called may apple root. And that's a magical root for attracting love. So you can use that and actually your whole doll will be made of something magical. Um, a stick doll is kind of easy to disguise and hide. It really doesn't look like a magical item too much. It's small. It's, you know, just a couple inches high and does, it's easy to hide. Um, another plus about a stick doll is if you gather the sticks yourself, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, drawbacks about a stick doll is you can't really caress it or cuddle it or take it to bed. It's going to poke you. So that's not a good thing. And you may or may not be able to cleanse it. Most, you know, stick dolls, you're going to have string on it. So it makes it a little difficult to cleanse it. So with water, so you probably won't be doing too many wet or watery things with it. A clay doll a doll that you make out of clay or Play-Doh or modeling clay or Fimo. The beautiful thing about that one is that you can form it yourself and make it kind of resemble the person. If you're it's kind of have a artistic bent, you can really get into that. You can add herbs and personal concerns to the clay, actually, you know, kind of mold them in the clay. The drawbacks of a clay doll are that you have to fire it or bake it if it's clay. Um, if you are FEMO or something like that, you can bake it in the oven. Um, the other drawback is that it's a hard surface, so it may not be water-soluble. It may be water-soluble. It may not be. You have to find out your material if you can put water on it. Um, definitely, it's not something you want to sleep it with. It's a little fragile and will probably break if you try and sleep with it. So there's some drawbacks there to that one too. Now, carving a doll from soap, you can make it again. If you're a talented carver, you can make it kind of resemble the person. And soap is a unique kind of poppet in that if you want to diminish something, you can dissolve the doll. So whether you want to diminish the attachment someone has to you, or you want to diminish someone's craving for um, a substance, or you want to diminish their hold that they have on someone else, you can do that by dissolving that soap, using that soap, and washing your hands with it, or putting it underwater. You can stick pins in a soap doll. Um, soap is an inexpensive material. You can get soap very cheaply. The drawbacks of soap is that it's not permanent. So, you know, that's not going to last 30,000 years like the goddess of Willendorf. Um, and it's hard to add personal concerns or herbs to soap unless you make the soap yourself. Now it's possible to make that soap yourself and then carve it, but that's a lot of work to do. You can also carve from soapstone or from wood. You can make it resemble the person. Again, if you're carving, you can make it resemble. Stone in particular is permanent. That's like that goddess of Willendorf. But, uh, you know, carving from wood is pretty permanent too. Stone can be put in liquids for the most part, though you don't want to set them in liquids because some of those softer stones can dissolve. And definitely with wood, you could put liquid on it, but you wouldn't want to immerse it in liquid. The drawbacks to working with uh, stone or wood is that you can't add personal concerns and it's not cuddly. You can't add pins. You can't put pins in it and so on. Now let's talk about a beeswax doll 
from modeling beeswax. So modeling beeswax is available on my site. I'll put a link to the modeling beeswax in the show notes on magicandthelawofattraction.com. So modeling beeswax, um, you can make it resemble the person. You can choose the color you want to make it for your intention. So you can make a red doll for love or a green doll for prosperity and so on. You can add herbs and personal concerns to the modeling beeswax. You can use liquids on it. You can stick pins in it. You can move it and position the legs and the arms. It's moldable. It's, it stays soft. So you you can move it around if you like. The drawbacks of working with modeling beeswax is that it's not terribly cuddly and it also can melt if you leave it in a hot car, you leave it in a hot place. So you want to make sure it's not in excessive heat. You can also do a beeswax doll from a candle, either a figure candle, a candle of a, a nude woman or a nude man, or from a skull. Now, the positives of this one are they're pre made and ready to go, like our purchase dolls, our store-bought dolls. They can be used with liquids and you can choose a color for your magical intention, just like you can with the modeling beeswax. You can stick pins in it. The, you can also do all kinds of things with it. So you can load it with the um, personal concerns, for example. The drawbacks to working with a candle uh, as a poppet is that it's not cuddly, again, not cuddly, and could melt in the heat. So there are many, 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 many different kinds of poppets. And I really urge you to check out those videos that I have on the poppets. And you can check out and see if you would like to make one for your target or for yourself and try it out. See if you like it, see if it works. So there you have it, a really complete guide to working with poppets. If you want more information about poppets, definitely check out the show notes for this video and I'll have links to everything. Go to magicandthelawofattraction.com, look under the show notes for show 25 and I'll have links to those videos that we talked about and links to the modeling beeswax. You can see that. And also, you want to check out my Poppet Spell Kits under Spell Kits. I'll put the links to those as well. So you can check out all those things at the website. You can look either under Instruction and then go to Magic Podcast, or you can just go directly there by clicking on magicandlawofattraction.com. And that does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get more information about it, you'll definitely want to check out the show notes and I'll have it all there for you. And please subscribe to my monthly magic newsletter and get a free copy of my ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. Just go to sevensecretsebook.com and get your free copy today. I want to say a gorgeous and loving thank you to the fabulous Lee for his amazing and inspiring question about poppets. And if you have a question about anything magical around law of attraction, divination, spells, magic, witchcraft, hoodoo, or any other spiritual topic, go to magicandthelawofattraction.com, scroll down to the bottom, and you can submit your questions there. I love seeing what you have to say, and your questions are always amazing. And if I pick your question for a future episode, you get a $50 gift certificate. You could buy $50 worth of modeling beeswax. And you know, who wouldn't want that? So if you go to my site, Madam Pamita's Parlor of Wonders, you'll see that it's an esoteric emporium, spiritual apothecary, and repository of arcane wisdom. The Parlor of Wonders is your one-stop online shop for magical supplies, tarot reading, spells, classes, and a ton of free magical instructions. The ingredients for every spell recipe, including those ones that we talked about today, all those poppets, the candles, and so on, are on, on that we mentioned on the show, are available at Parlor parlorofwonders.com. So check them out there. Thank you to all you amazing Law of Attractioneers out there. I love you guys so much. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast wherever you listen to it. You can listen to it, of course, online at Magic and the Law of Attraction, but you can also listen on Stitcher and iTunes. And if you listen on iTunes, it's 
amazing from this podcast family if you subscribe and leave a review because when you leave reviews and you subscribe, it makes the show move up in the charts. And when the show moves up in the charts, more people can find it. So I hope that if you haven't left a review yet, you do. Every week, we run a contest to pick our favorite written written review. Hard to say that. And we give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading with me. And aptly enough, our pick this week is from Anna Dahl. Anna Dahl. Hmm. I didn't even plan that. And she wrote, I love that I found your podcast. I've been listening to Magic Lessons for a while and most are men. I have nothing against them, but it's so nice and refreshing to hear a woman. Your voice is angelic and your lessons are so easy and simple to follow. Thank you. I truly enjoy every minute of your podcast. Love and light. So sweet. She put lots of cute little emojis there. Praying hands, dancing lady, hearts. I love it. Thank you so much, Anna Doll. And Anna Dahl, please send a message to info at parlorofwonders.com and we'll get you that certificate for your free 30-minute reading. If you haven't put up a review yet, do it now. And then maybe next time you will be the one who wins the 30-minute tarot reading with me. Let me know what you like about the podcast, what you want to hear more of. There's so much that you can talk about in that review. So hopefully you will go over and do that as soon as you can. And next week we'll do it all again and give away another prize because... I love giving away stuff. Thank you so much, guys. Love hanging out with you here. Thank you so much to my producer and engineer, Jill Navarre. And thank you to Manfred Hofer, our announcer and my fabulous boyfriend. Thank you so much for joining me. I look, I'm looking forward to next week when we will be answering the question, how do I begin doing magic? Until the next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Bye.